Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2% of the most popular podcasts globally. And honestly, it's all because of my incredible guests. And I am honored and blessed to share time with people who are at the top of their game. And they come here on this podcast willing to help you get to where you want to be in life and in business. These are not people who hold back. Their goal is to share with us the essence of peak performance, and they do. And my guest today, Mitchell Levy, says credibility starts with clarity, and without clarity, you're not credible. And that makes perfect sense to me. Excuse me. So he is a global credibility expert, and he's a two-times TEDx speaker, an international best-selling author of over 60 books, and an executive coach at Marshall Goldsmith's 100 Coaches. And after interviewing 500 thought leaders on credibility, he published a seven-country international book-selling, best-selling book, then delivered a powerful TEDx on humanity, created courses, and created the Credibility Nation. I can't talk today. It's the day after Thanksgiving. Well, it's the weekend after Thanksgiving. We're all tired. We ate too much. Um, I don't know about y'all. I ate way too much. I'm looking for a 12-step program for Thanksgiving leftovers, just so you know. But he created the Credibility Nation membership community to help those live, learn, and surround themselves with others on the credibility journey. And I'm going to let you tell the the rest of his story. Mitchell, welcome to your partner in Success Radio. It's good to have you here. Denise, it's great to be here. I really appreciate you having me, and I've enjoyed our conversation so far. Well, we had a terrific, I've often said this, I always do a pre-interview because this is a 60-minute conversation, and I need to be comfortable with you. You need to be comfortable with me. We need to understand what topics we're going to be talking about. And I have often said that during that pre-interview, we could have just recorded that. I mean, those are so much fun, and we get to know each other. So, you know, this isn't our first time chatting is what we're saying. It's it's amazing. So listen, if you're if you're listening to a, a talk show uh, interview style, I always find it's important to get to know. I, I've I've been on I don't know four to five hundred podcasts where I've been a guest. I've I've actually uh, been an interviewer over a thousand times. I always find it's useful for before the mic gets turned on to actually have a conversation with the other person. So you get to talk to them as a human. So you get to see who they are. You get to learn who they are. You get to see see and have a, a better understanding. And, and in this particular case, you get to learn how to pronounce their last name. And thank you for getting that one as well. I hoped I did. I was going to ask you, you did great. in our you green did great. room. But, oh, thank you. I have one of those names that nobody can pronounce or spell. It's Griff. It's no H, no T, no. You know, it's Griff. It's two F's, two T's, no H, no N. Nobody gets it right. But if somebody calls me and says Mrs. Griffidius, I just hang up. You don't know who I am, and I'm not going to bother <laughs> chatting with you. 
but listen, it is so good to have you here. I've been reading about you. I, you know, crawled all over your website. I mean, you've got a fascinating story. So before we get rocking and rolling, tell people a bit about you. Hmm. Well, been happily married for 35 years. Is that true? No, I got the numbers right. 33 years. Um, I've been in Silicon Valley for 35 years. There we go. <laughs> I have one son. He's 24. Um, I have, I've always, or post working for corporate, I left Sun Microsystems in 1997 during the dot-com days. Since then, I've been an entrepreneur. I've started 20 professional services firms. I've sat on the board of a NASDAQ company for nine years. Um, I've created four different executive business programs for Silicon Valley universities. I've also um, run four different CEO networking groups uh, for a decade. And one of the companies that, uh, that I have, that I still have today, is a book publishing company, and we have published over 750 books. Now, I'm going to say that's all stuff. That's all stuff that, that when people look at, they go, oh, that's, you know, that, those are credibility builders, and there's other things in there. And, and, and what I ended up doing is I ended up interviewing 500 thought leaders uh, between 2019 and 2020. And, and I, I did it because it was I, – I woke up one morning and I, I had a Napoleon Hill thought pop into my head. Um, I was ready for the next transition. I was ready to do whatever is next in my life. And what popped in my head was Napoleon Hill interviewing 500 millionaires to, to write the book Think and Grow Rich, and Mitchell Levy needed to interview 500 thought leaders on credibility. So I thought I'd get a book. Um, I actually did get the book. But what I also got was this, this recognition that as as you as you read at the beginning of the uh, of the show that w- without clarity you 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 really are not terribly credible without being able to articulate to yourself and certainly out loud who you serve and how best you serve them and and what happened in the interviews is i i i had 98% of the 500 thought leaders. Now, I didn't just interview your average person off the street. I, I interviewed people who were already influencing others. 98% could not articulate who they served and how they served them in 10 words or less. That's where that clarity comes in. It's that, it's that ability to, to, to truly let somebody who you're you're interacting with see you to exchange with you to get a feeling of 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 your servant leadership who you are and how you serve and uh, what I realized is that I'm very good at helping people clarify that themselves and what I was able to do what I am able to do I've done this now over a thousand times is something that's teachable so I can teach other people can help those people they're working with get get the clarity they need to be able to share it in a in a short, sweet, straightforward format. And and if that's the case, if what I do is teachable, that means that we've not been taught that. 
We've not been taught that. What other things in credibility have we not been taught? So I embarked on my one-year Napoleon Hill credibility journey to get a book, and I ended up with a life purpose. And, and, and that life purpose is to, is to teach, teach humans, teach us how can we be more credible? How can we, uh, the best way I like to say it these days, if, if, you, if you imagine a scale, and on one side of the scale is those people who live in, in a world I call credibility nation. And unfortunately, that scale is outweighed by those people who live in the world that is dubious nation. And so that's my life purpose, tip the scale between credible and dubious. That, I love that story. And you mentioned the 98 didn't have the clarity to succinctly articulate their purpose. I have trouble with that myself. I really do. But you went on to say on your website that 80% were great in person but had a crappy online presence. I see that all the time. And then 23% showed disrespect by coming late to the interview. You have got to be kidding me. If you want to really tick me off, show up late. I have no tolerance for that. Well, well <laughs> so it's interesting. You you don't have a very big window, right? So, and, and blog talk mm-hmm. radio often doesn't have a big window. What they recommend the, the they recommend that their hosts tell their guests to come five minutes early. Well, five minutes is not really a lot of time to come early, right? And and so I define coming late when I was doing a live show is within three minutes, because you know you know this as a host. If at the three-minute mark, you're not there, you start panicking. Uh-oh, I got an hour. My guest is not going to show up. What do I do next, right? And, and Denise, what was really interesting to me is when I first started the interviews, um, I knew I, I, could, I could get to 500. I knew that would be relatively straightforward. What I didn't know, I didn't actually know all the questions I should be, I knew the questions to ask. I knew how to do the interview. What I didn't know is what to keep track of. And, and it was when the first somewhere, it was the first 10 episodes when people would come late or I don't know if I had a no-show, you know, in the first one, or, or they came and they weren't prepared. And if they weren't prepared, we couldn't do the interview. And, and so what was interesting in the first 10 shows, I'm like, oh, I know what I need to keep track of. And I, it's quite possible, actually, I know this is true. I was mad the first time, you know, that when somebody was late, like I was like, oh, they were rude to me. I should be rude back. I don't think I was ever really rude, rude. And, and what I realized is my job is, as interviewers, as job is, is the guy doing research is I should let people come however they come. They, they should show up the way they're I, – I would prep them. I'd send them uh, uh, information ahead of time on how to be prepared, how to actually do their best to be succinct. And, and the, after that, I should just keep track as a, as, a good, as a good researcher, try not to influence things that much. And, uh, and it was interesting to me, uh, that's where those statistics you just you, – you, uh, you raised came from the the one that was 
that was interesting that, that wasn't mentioned is that when people first came into the interview, 50% didn't come with heart. And by the way, this is why you, for you personally, this is why you do that, that green room conversation ahead of time or the pre-call, is that mm-hmm. you want to get to, to know the guest and you want the guest to be able to go, oh, wait, wait, Denise is nice. She's going to, she's just going to try to bring out my best, right? Um, right. And you do. But it's and just are, a great way right? to find out who we are, how we're going to get along. And that's important. Exactly. You listen, I've said this, exactly. and I'll interrupt you just a moment to say this, but I rarely turn, I get a lot of requests, a lot, and that's why I've gone to two times a week with my podcast, because I really don't want people having to wait months to get on the show. But rarely, very rarely, I'll have to turn somebody away. And I'll be honest with you, Mitchell, because I didn't like them. I just did not like them. <laughs> and if I have to spend an hour with you, I better like you. That's all there is to it. Well, exactly. Well, when you have a choice, in this particular case, it's your show, so you have a choice, <laughs> you might as well choose to hang around people that you like or have a best. What if you're able to choose just to hang around people you love? You know, what, what if life was our ability to hang around with people who we not just trust, we not just know who they are, but we also love them. What a great world that would be. Definitely. Okay, so when you started, I'm losing my voice again. Hang on. Take your okay, time. It's the weather. I'm going to tell you, it's the weather. That's all there is to it. It's been raining. It's been storming. The stuff just comes up out of the ground and, my lungs go, really? <laughs> so that's what's going on. <laughs> anyway, you know, you're talking a lot about, I mean, you found something that is very, very important to you. But here's my question to you. You weren't looking for this, were you? You found kind of what your your life needs to be about right now. How did, how did that happen? Was there any moment, Mitchell, where you just went, okay, I'm on to something. This makes perfect sense to me. This is how I can show up in the world and really be of service to other people. Mm. You know, as I'm reflecting on, as I'm reflecting on the lifespan of the, the year of interviews, and, and, and by the way, Denise, what I've done now is the interviews that, that I had done with the 500, I've now turned that into a product. And, and we sell this. So I'm still continuing to do their interviews. And even though people pay to, uh, in essence, what we do is they, they get sent to how to prepare. We spend 45 minutes together with the intent of allowing them to answer five questions in five minutes, right? And, and that's the cool part is, is being able to show up to someone who doesn't know you, to watch a, a video of you where it's, you can answer five questions in five minutes. The real value, though, is the green room conversation, helping somebody get clarity. And I think that's the, to answer your question, it, it was, I, I didn't realize when I started doing the interviews the, the value and transformation that I was making in, in people's lives. Uh, because if, if 98% of the world can't uh, have clarity in who they are and how they serve up, it, it's how they, I'm sorry, how they serve up, how they serve others. Um, 
when they get that clarity, they get super excited. They get super excited for at least uh, two hours or two weeks. Let me, let me put that as a stake in the ground and come back to it. So for, for at least 11 months, I was doing this, and, and about, I'd say probably somewhere around 90 to 100 interviews in, I'm like, oh, I should be doing video testimonials. So what, what, what I do after I would finish the uh, interview is I'd ask if they'd be comfortable giving a video testimonial. And, and I now have over 500 video testimonials, which, which, was, which was also very cool. And, and, it, and it's people saying, hey, I've never had this level of clarity before. Mitchell, thank you. You did it quickly, blah, blah, blah. And, and it, was, it was somewhere around the 11-month mark. Maybe I'm not so smart, right, because I, I didn't get it right away. As I was helping people get this clarity in their lives, as I was helping people just show up better, and, and I'd like to say, in some cases, helping people completely change their lives. It was, it was somewhere around the 11-month mark that I realized that this is something that needs to be expanded. This is something that we, we need to do more. This is, it wasn't what I – Denise, it's a great question because I, I hadn't started off thinking, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go change the world. But if you now look at my life purpose to tip the scale between credible and dubious – that's a change the world thing. That's not where I started. And I wanted to do it in a way that incorporates business, in a way that allows us to show up in the world more credibly, be able to still make money or potentially make more money, um, and still do it in a way that's credible, that's more humane. Um, and that was the that, that ended up being the TED talk that I did. It's called "We Are Losing Our Humanity," and I'm tired of watching it happen. And and the most simplistic uh, answer to "We're losing our humanity" because we're not we're not acting in in a way that is truly credible. And if all we do is act credible, so let me let me share with you credibility. When I first came out with uh, finished the research. I created the book. Um, it's called Credibility Nation. Uh, as you mentioned, I created a membership community. I also did a TEDx. Well, the book in the TEDx has the expression, no like trust. And it said credibility is, is the quality in which we are, we, we, we are known, liked, and trusted. And what I was doing there is I was following the marketing cookie cutter approach of using a phrase that we already know. No like trust. And so then I started putting it into practice. You know, and towards the end of uh, 2001, I was asked to join the 100 Coaches Organization for uh, – Mar- that's Marshall Goldsmith's organization. And uh, that's his legacy project, Focus on People and Coaches Who Are Giving Back to the World. And I'm excited to be a, a member of the 100 Coaches. And, and as I was practicing through there and, and through my, my practice – it took about a year after the research was done before I actually recognized that it really isn't no like trust. It really is trust no like. And so what's interesting is it's okay for somebody to say, hey, I came out with a theory and, and I got to change it a little bit. You know, I, I just, it, using it in practice, I realized that I did what we all do. We use some marketing cookie cutter approach because we know it works. 
Denise, one of the problems with using a marketing cookie cutter approach that works is some of those cookie cutter approaches, many of them are not credible. Many of them are dubious. Many of them encourage us to do things which are not necessarily in our gut the right thing to do, but it works and it makes money, so people say, okay. And I'm going to say, well, let's, let's make sure we're acting more credible. Let's make sure that we're servant leaders. Let's make sure that we have the intent and commitment to do the right thing, that we have the integrity externally and internally in terms of who we are. You know, it's, it's one of those things that it's important that we are, and by the way, I'm throwing out the 10 values of credibility that we could talk about. It's important that we're authentic, that we're vulnerable, that we are coachable. It's surprising how many people are not coachable. And then what I want to do, and, and those were eight values I, I echoed super quickly under trust and know. Let me talk for a second on how you can be likable. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm going to give you the secrets, the secrets of being likable. And it was one of those, I, I, by the way, I didn't, <laughs> I certainly didn't start the interviews with the opportunity to say, oh, let me describe what is the secrets of being likable. And, and there really are, of the 10 values of credibility, the two which are likable are almost obvious. So as soon as I say them, you're going to go, yeah, of course. So the first one is sharing your stage. Um, I call it spreading cred dust. And, and cred dust is that magic that happens when you share somebody else's ideas, thoughts, and actions. Uh, right now, Denise, you're spreading my cred dust, and I really appreciate that. And it's, we've been taught, by the way, that we're supposed to be that, that a thought leader, the person at the top of their game, the CEO, they need to have all the answers. Well, the right thought leaders, the, the, those that are super credible, the right, the CEOs that are super credible, these are people who know they have people in the organization that know the answers. They have people in the organization that are smarter about areas of the business that they are, and they'll ask for help. They'll ask for support. They'll be coachable, right? And, and so one area of being likable is spreading cred dust or sharing your stage. And the other one is showing respect. And, and you show respect by coming early. We talked about that a little bit. Um, be prepared. You know, it's being able to um, be, you know, we, we all have in our fingertips, um, those of us with phones, and most of us have phones these days, we have access to a repository of, of human knowledge. And your ability to, before you meet with somebody or meet at a company, to research that company, spend even five or ten minutes, and know what's going on, at least at the high level, is so easy. And it's still surprising how many people don't do it. And the third part is coming with your heart. If you're going to be meeting somebody, you've got to show them who you are. If you don't show them who you are, how are they going to see you? And, and so there are two threads I, I want to share. One is being likable is is sharing your stage and showing and showing your respect. And then going back to showing your heart, what was interesting, Denise, is that 50% of the people when we started the interviews, and I, I, I'd be curious to know what happens in your, in your pre-call, 50% didn't show me their heart. They came nervous or they just showed me, they gave me the marketing cookie cutter approaches. And, and in that green room conversation that I have, 
I was able to move that 50% to 80% because I don't want to interview somebody if they have no heart. It just, it, you know, marketing cookie cutter wrote answers. This happened who didn't do any preparation, their marketing people set them up for the meeting, gave them the answers they should be reading. Even if they were great at reading or memorizing the answers, they still weren't, they had no heart. And, and if you have no heart, how can you see you, right? And so, so I'm curious, Denise, how about yourself? When, when people start that, that pre-call conversation with you, do, do, do they actually come um, ready to go, excited? Um, do they show you they their heart? Do. I have to tell you, I've been very blessed. But people nice. come to me warm. They're coming because they have been referred. They have actually listened to the show. They know who you are. They know who I am. They're excited for the most part to be here. It's like, oh, Denise, it's so good to be here. I mean, people get really excited to just nice. have the pre-interview, which makes me excited and go, all right, we're going to get along just fine. You adore me. I like you too. <laughs> so there's that. But, but the thing is, if I don't recall, and I've been doing this for 15 years. I have always done a pre-interview. I will even do a pre-interview with people who have already been on my show, but it may have been a while back. Things have changed. Mm. You may be doing something different now. I will still insist on doing a pre-interview. Nobody balks at that. Mm. Well, you call it a pre-interview, but what you're really doing is is you're you're seeing their heart, you're checking into them, you're figuring out exactly. how you could be of service to them. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Exactly. It's very cool. And you know what has happened, and I bet this has happened with you as well, Mitchell, that it's supposed to be a 15-minute quick inter- interview. It always goes 30 minutes. If it's the last one of the day, it may go longer because we're having a good time. And honestly, uh-huh. I will have people say, okay, you know, they've got my email address, they've got my phone number. Can I refer you to other people? I, you know, I think so-and-so would be great for you. You bet. So it's already very much a giving type of a thing before we've even had this part of the podcast. You and I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Agreed. Yeah, it's great, you're right. The and they have, if they have to show up If you're with listening to this, this is the way business should be. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so keep going. So I'm, I'm looking. This is fascinating. We're already at the half hour mark, which is, I told you, it's the fastest 16 minutes on the Internet. But you say share your message with clarity, share your message effectively. And I love what you're saying about, you know, don't just show up and do the cookie, cookie cutter stuff. We can tell. Those of us who have been working in any kind of industry that's on the Internet, for me, it's I'm a web developer and I have a digital agency. You are everywhere all over the Internet. We can smell dirt when we smell it. We really can. I mean, we don't need to really go do a whole heck of a lot of research on you because you've already told us. You know, you're going to do the quick and the easy and dirty, but you're not going to lead with your heart. We can tell. Well, we've been. I think we've been taught, Denise, to guard. We've been taught that it's a battle. We've been taught that we have to win the war or win the conflict or, win, you know, be better than everyone else. And the answer is you've been taught wrong. If, if you're of service to somebody else, you're a servant leader, 
And, and it's one of the core values of being credible is being of service to others. If you're service to others, you know, during this conversation, our green room conversation, one of the questions I always ask if I need to is how best can I serve your audience, right? I think your response is, right, come with your heart. Um, well, I have a show called Leader. Oh, you did sorry. ask me that. I just said show up and be you. <laughs> exactly. And, and those are my, by the way, that, that's my favorite, one of my favorite responses, although there are times where people have answers to that. Well, here's the audience. Here's where their area of focus and expertise is. It'd be great if you could touch on these topics, right? And, and I, li- I like that level of conversation as well, right? And, and those, are, those are for podcasts that are very focused in, in a very specific vertical market. Um, yeah, I have a show called Leaders Living Their Values, and and that particular show, I go out of my way to to tell uh, uh, to tell the, the the guest that there is no script, you know, similar to this. And I also say, and I love your first question. It's the same as my first question. You know, my my first question is, who are you? Well, I don't want somebody who's reading off or sharing with me their their jobs or, or, or what their role is. I want to see the human, right? So I uh, most of the times I, I, I will warn people ahead of time, by the way, when I ask you who you are and for a living. <laughs> and, and so we'll spend a half hour exploring the personal life if, if that's how they start off. It's, it's just a business side, like, Oh, well, what do you do for friends? What do you do? You know, how was your Thanksgiving, right? You know, it's, it's just an interesting, it's, I want to see people. And I think that's, that's the structure of what you're doing as well, is you want to see, you want to see the human behind what's being shared elsewhere. Absolutely. And listen, when I first started my web development company 20 years ago, I'm still in shock that it's in that time. But this was during, there was really no, graphical user interface. We didn't have WordPress. We we could build websites in HTML. We can make them on a black background with white text or a white background with black text. That was pretty much it. And people had to be, wanted to be very, very, uh, they just wanted to get everything out there. It was like word vomit. It really was. It's like, no, you don't. And I would tell them, you don't need all of this. You need to show up as how you can help people. Even back in the day, the early days of, of web development, I knew that if people don't understand what's in it for them, they're going to bounce. They're going to leave. And if you don't, as a podcast guest or a podcast host, understand that our audience wants to know what's in it for them, what can Mitchell teach me, what has Denise got to share, they're not going to stick around. It's really that easy. So, but my point is going to be, and I'm getting there, is that when we finally got to the point where we could add images or we could, you know, just make it a little bit more personal, everybody, everybody wanted that banker picture. You know, the one where man or woman, they're in a suit, they're standing behind a leather chair, their grandpa's, you know, portrait is up above on the wall, and it was horrible. And that went on for way mm. too long. Remember those days? It's like, no, no, nobody's going to believe that you're a banker's son. Nope, nobody believes it. So stop it. Or or, or how 
how about the how about the the people that get rich quick guys who are driving their Lamborghini and talking about the six they have in their garage? Like, like who wants to hang out with that type of person? Nobody. No. And if he's got three great unfortunately, unfortunately, it's or exactly that said, there are people who hang out and they they do make money because that's being touted as what success means right and 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 people are not recognizing success is about the love you have in your life success is about being of service to others success success can be that you are financially actually success is that you're financially secure the question is what's that definition right and it doesn't have to be that you own six lamborghinis no and i took a note earlier because you were talking about something i thought was so important you know, basically, we're talking about credibility. And, and by the way, a lot of those people who are doing exactly what you are describing, they're gone now. Have you watched that? There were a lot of people in the marketing industry five, six, even seven years ago. They were just everywhere. Now you can't find them. They're just gone. But something you said had me writing this down, and again, we're talking about credibility, begin as you mean to go on. You can't just you know, turn on personas and turn them off. You'll get disappeared. Hmm. That's really interesting. Well, let me let me add to that a little bit because we talked. We were talking about clarity, and let me give you let me give you the the way in which you can you can have the the most clarity in life. I'm going to share another secret, although it shouldn't be a secret. Is and if you're listening, you could feel the energy with Denise and I and, and our interest in talking to each other and listening to each other. And what's interesting is when you meet somebody else, that's, we always make that decision right away. Is this somebody that's interesting? And, and when you think about it, is, is what do we do? Are they, if we're on the business, the hunt for business, are, are they going to be a, a customer of ours? Well, I'm going to say whenever I meet somebody new, the first thing I think about is um, can they be a good referral partner for me, right? I don't I, – because if I think about them as a referral partner, I will never talk to them as I'm trying to sell them because I'm, I'm looking for somebody in their network we could talk about that it could be – because it's, then it's not personal. It's third person. So I'm looking for if – you, if you're meeting somebody, I'm looking for the referral partner. Now, that person can also uh, turn into, at some point in time, being a client, but I'll never, I'll never try to sell when I first meet somebody. I want to get to know them and see who they are. But when I'm thinking about meeting people, what I want to be able to do in as short of a period of time is I actually want to know what playground they play in. And, and I use that word exactly as I mean. I I, I want to know, I, I want to hang out with people who love themselves, who love what they do, who are servant leaders, who are credible. And if you're credible and you love what you do in servicing others, then what you do around. And I want them to articulate their playground in such a way that it's easy for me to recommend them to others. Right? So if, if I'm actually at an event and, and, and I know a no, number of people at the event, what I'm doing is I'm finding people to connect. 
and, and somebody says, I'm like, oh, my goodness, you need to meet this person. I'll walk them over, <laughs> right? Um, and so the thing that would be most relevant, so as, as an opportunity to learn, is a concept that came out of the interviews called the CPOP. CPOP stands for Customer Point of Possibilities. And it represents 10 words or less of who you serve and how you serve them. Imagine being able to talk to somebody in such a way where you, minus six words. So imagine being able to talk to somebody in such a way where when you echo four, six, eight words, you could just stop right there and they, they absolutely understand the playground you play in. They may not understand the, the consequences. They may not understand what you do exactly to deliver on doing, but they understand the audience you work with. And, and either the, the way I do it is, is the CPOP starts off with who you serve, and then it ends with either the pain point that you're addressing or the pleasure point you're helping to deliver. And so my, my CPOP, Businesses increasing ROI with operational credibility. Now, the reason I did businesses increasing ROI is that's what people need to hear. They, 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 if you're in business, you need to recognize, well, how am I going to increase ROI? So they might say, well, how am I going to increase ROI? Well, then I could talk about that for a minute. Or because they don't know what the word operational credibility means, I kind of made that up. Um, if they don't know what that word means, and I talk about, actually, Denise, I talk about what, what we've just talked about in the rest of the conversation is, well, how can you um, be operationally, how can you incorporate credibility into how you do your day-to-day operations, your processes, your procedures, in such a way where you're being credible so that the person is feeling good about themselves, you're delivering a more humane experience, even though you're running a business and making money. All right, so that's, that's my six. I, uh, let, me share, let me share one or two others. And, and I think if, we're, if we don't do this live, and we don't have to do this live, but if you want, we could do your CPOP live, um, I would love to spend time with you and help you articulate your, your CPOP. And so I would let me love share, that I'll share because I'm constantly thinking, do I have this? Am I coming across? I mean, I know what I do, but I'm not sure other people do. Oh, do you want to, uh, are you okay if we do this live? Sure, I would be honored. I'd probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Well, oh, let's not let's not do that. Um, so, so this concept of the CPOP starts off with um, who you serve. So the first thing is who you serve, and 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 if possible, as narrowly focused as you can. So typically, who do you serve? You know, I'm shifting, and I think that's why I'm struggling with it. I've been a web developer. Mm. I've been a, a digital agency for a long time. But I'm slowly, without any thought about it at all, it just is happening, moving more and more into the podcast industry. And I'll probably mm. slow down a little bit of what I've been doing for so long. Look, I love building websites, love them. I build them in my sleep, literally. I am a nerd in stilettos. I'm not kidding. Um, you ought to see my closet. It looks like Nordstrom threw up in there. But the thing is, <laughs> I really, really, 
I'm a subject matter expert in the podcast industry, but nobody really hears from me. And I'm ashamed of that. So I'm working on that. Mm. So in the podcast industry, is this something – tell me, is it is it an area that you're going to be making money? Um, and Or is it is yes. it something because you love – okay, so what are you going to be doing both. It's, or what are Well, you doing it's now? both. Look, I – I built this podcast because, as you and I talked about, I'm a card-carrying introvert. I'm not shy. We talked about that, too. And I don't have much in the way of filters, but I need to be by myself 98% of the time, which means that I'm home. I'm here in my office. I'm in my head. I love, love, love what I do. So I started a podcast because I get to meet people and network with people and learn from people and you become my mentors, and I've been doing this for a long time, 15 years. I'm an early adapter. But I have not taken the time or the energy to teach people what I do or how they can do it or advise them or consult with them. At the end of this year, that's done. I will be launching a lot of different things. A book is one of them, um, some do-it-yourself kind of you know, things that they can do consulting i'm i'm just going really big and podcasting and i feel i feel bad it's way too late almost i admit that you know how you get somewhere you think everybody and their grandmother's ahead of me i was number one and now everybody and their grandmother's out there but the other thought is oh my god everybody wants to know about podcasting i can help Mm. so the in terms of your monetization strategies for podcasting, will this be uh, training people how to do it, setting up people on podcasts? Kind of what, what do you th- what are you thinking about? I have several different um, it, it's educational pieces where people can learn from me how to do what I do. There there will be some group coaching. There's just a lot of different pieces. But monetizing the podcast itself, I've never done that. I'm not going to. But I will monetize what I know about podcasting. Does that help? And how? How are you going to monetize? What are you going to do to monetize what you know about podcasting? I have a book coming up. I have a group. It's going to be a pretty fairly expensive group coaching. Um, You're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot, a lot, a lot. The other are you know, pieces where you can go buy my products. And my products may be how to work with influential podcasters. You know, there's going to be just different pieces that people can, excuse me, buy and put to to work themselves. Got it. Perfect. Okay, so is is there an avatar of who you want to work with in this new world? What type of... What type of person? People like, like you, you and me. Do you want people who are... At you, well, do you want extroverts or do you want introverts or do you want... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just want people who absolutely want to get their voices heard, that they want to share what they know with the world and they want to learn from other people and share that with the world. I want servant leaders, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Yes, it does. Oh, that's very fascinating. So you don't necessarily need to serve people who are introverted like yourself. No, 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 not at all. That's not a prerequisite. It's just if you want to have a podcast 
and you would rather not make huge mistakes. And I can tell you about some of that, you know, some of the things I've seen off the radio because that would be part of what I'm I'm teaching and consulting about. But listen, there's a lot of really I'm just gonna say it on my own radio show, there's a lot of craptastic advice going on out there. A lot of it. Yes, <laughs> yes there is. You're using very nice language. Um <laughs> on my own show. So let me um let me share so I I I, I got your C pop almost I change the who you serve. And what I do is let me give you something. It's six words, by the way, for you as well. And before I do, let me also share something with you. Because you love what you do and have been doing for 20 years, you don't necessarily want to throw the, you know, the expression, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You, right. you don't want to completely give up because – just so you know, doing web web design, web creation is, for all intents and purposes, doing the same thing as you're just using a different medium for podcasting, right? It's it's in order to create a great, what's the goal for people to get their message out, but do it in such a way where it encourages more. The opportunity to have conversation, what's nice about podcasts is particularly for somebody like you who doesn't have their picture anywhere, it's the best opportunity for people too. to actually see you. We did talk about your picture not anywhere, right? So so what's nice about podcasts and, and also why their clubhouse could be a nice place for you to, as well because it's a place that doesn't have video, right? So, so what I was thinking about for your CPOP is one that works for both your web business, because you don't want to throw that away, and also uh, for what you're now doing with podcasts. And and so I have no issue with you using servant leaders. Now, you could narrow that down if you want to start your, your CPOP. Um, I would say it's something along the lines of servant leaders getting their message out. Right, getting their voice heard, which just sticks in my head for some reason. Message out, voice heard. Voice heard. Hmm. That's interesting. That works as well. It's it's what it, the truth is. It, it's what actually um, it what it's what resonates with you. It's what happens when somebody says, "Oh, that's interesting. Tell me more." Right? And you say, "Well, I've been doing, you know, web presence for twenty years and." Everything I've done in that world is allowing people to get their voice heard. And about and, and when did you start this podcast? Was it like three years ago, three four years ago? This one. Yeah, yeah. My podcast is fifteen years old. Fifteen years? Oh my god! Yeah, sorry. I'm an early I adapter. <laughs> I should have known that. I sorry, or maybe I didn't. Forgot. Okay. And I've also been doing this podcast, which has been fun. And guess what? It's also a great way to get your voice out and get your voice heard. And that's a that's a nice servant leaders getting their voice heard. Hmm. See, that makes sense to How's me that? in my head. Nice. So so let me tell you what's next. So first of all, you should sleep on it. Wake up in the morning. See if those words still come out. If they do come out. If, those, if that's really you, if that represents the playground you play in, 
As soon as you say, yep, that's my playground, now what you do is you go back and you look at your website. You go back and you look at your, how you show up on social media, and it will, it will give you decisions and opportunities for change. Because what you want to do is focus on servant leadership. You want to focus on servant leaders getting their voice heard. And, and almost by definition, and this is where 80% of people whose, whose web presence, their asynchronous presence doesn't reinforce their purpose. Once you have your purpose as succinctly tied in as the six words you came up with, it's one of those things like, oh, wait, I don't actually reinforce it, you know, asynchronously. And, and so that'll just and, and that'll be easy for you to change because that's what you do for a living. It is, and one of the, and you're right. I do not want to give up my web development company ever. It's I didn't even know. This is going to sound strange. I didn't know that I was a creative for the longest kind of time. You know, I thought I was a left brain, right. You know, a left brain linear thinker. You know, I was, I've always I'm a critical thinker. I'm always looking. Why did this work? Why didn't this work? I never realized I was a creative, but when I found that out, I was like, holy jeez, my life changed. And being a web developer mm. is certainly part of that. It's very creative. I'm a heck of a cook. I love to cook. That's very creative. Now, if you want me to bake something, ain't going to happen. And I'll tell you why, because I don't follow directions. I fight with my NAS system. She says, go left. I say, you're not the boss of me. I try not to bake anything. It's annoying, but I can cook anything. But, you know, creatives get, we get overwhelmed because we've got so many ideas. And we think we're presenting, but we're really not often because we think, well, I know what it is. It, people can't tell. It doesn't show. We're just thinking, thinking. Obviously, we have to point out what it is that we bring to the table. That's hard for people like us. <laughs> We often uh, execute verbal vomit. Um, no, by sharing by sharing <laughs> oh way God. too much. <laughs> well, and, and that's just it. And I love consulting, as do you. And I will find that I just gave away half the house, and that doesn't make any money. But I love what I do. So, where are you gonna? Where do you go from there? Hmm. I like this C-top for you. It seems to fit very well. Thank you. I really appreciate you doing that. And it does. I mean, I'll play with it, and I'll, you know, come up with some maybe slightly different ideas and send you an email, but I really appreciate you taking the time to work with me on that. Oh, you're, you're absolutely welcome. Can I tell you what to expect? This is where yes. it gets really interesting. Yes, please. So... When you wake up in the morning, my guess is what's going to pop in your head is, is and, and that's with typically without talking to a lot of people, but let me tell you what happens. I've actually done this a thousand times. Um, what, what happens when people truly get their CPOP, the hair on my arm stand up. As a matter of fact, would you mind sh saying it out loud? Could you share your CPOP? Servant leaders getting their voice heard or yours, servant leaders getting their message out? Mm. Try, which one do you like better? Just say the one that you, you like and just stop with those six words. Servant leaders getting their voices heard. 
You use you use plural for voices. I did, voice. and I'm changing that on my my index card right now. Like it, I like it. All right, so let me tell you what just happened. When when somebody actually shares their CPOP, the hair on my arm stands up, and even though I'm not seeing you, I'm listening to you, and I could feel that this is in alignment with who you are. And when when you when you feel that alignment, some people recognize it. You know, you can actually see that somebody is aligned. You can feel that somebody is aligned. And and some people don't, but, but sometimes you'll be in a room with somebody, you know there's something interesting about that person, you just can't put your arms on it. It's because they're in alignment with who they are and how they show up. It feels to me like, like those six words and voices is better. Thank you for sharing that. Um, voice, and so it doesn't matter what I think, right? What matters is what you think. So it's the language that, that works for you. And what's interesting is that's the frequency of the words that represent you. That's your frequency. So when you wake up in the morning, you know, just say, hey, my CPOP is, and just share it and stop. And, and if it's still the same thing we just, we just shared, what's interesting is you're going to now start sharing that with others. Now, for I've helped somebody align themselves to come up with a frequency of the words that represent them a thousand times. And the amazing part, not necessarily amazing good, the amazing part is only 10% will actually carry that forward. 90% will allow their frequency to be adjusted somewhere between two hours and, and two weeks. Right? Why? So what they're going to do is they're going to talk to their friends. They're going to talk to their network. Oh. And, their, and their friends, by the way, and we're taught that we need to add value to others. Or they'll talk to their marketing person and they'll say, voices heard. You know, voices heard. That, those words are overused. Why don't you use blah, blah, blah? Or why don't you add more? Or why don't you incorporate both the word podcast and website? And, and, and so what happens is, you're going to get to people who are not being dubious on purpose. You're going to get to people who are going to try to change your frequency. And, 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 and I, let me encourage you that you, this is where when you wake up in the morning and you recognize where your frequency is, you've you got to own it. it. It has to be yours. You, you really want to be part of the 10%. And, and uh, if, do I have time for another story? Yes, but I have to tell you, when you mention, and you've mentioned this a couple of times when I wake up, I always, without fail, I don't sleep well. On top of being an introvert, I'm my, I have a squirrel brain. There's no on or off switch for me. So, I, you know, I sleep, and I really catnap. I just, you know, kind of sleep in fits and snatches. But when I know that I'm actually going to close my eyes this time and fall asleep, because my body is relaxed now, I can feel it, I always, 100% of the time, turn whatever is on my mind to my subconscious for review. I say it out loud. I'm saying it to spirit, to God, mm. subconscious, whatever you want to say. And I turn it over for review, and I will wake up at 3.18. It doesn't matter if I went to sleep at 1 a.m. 3.18, I wake up, and I've got my answer. So that's going to review tonight when I go to sleep. Nice. Nice. 
I trust my Oh, very husband. cool. I really do. I like it. So wake up and your subconscious says something. You really want to you want to write it down and write you want to own it. Yep. Even when people change. So here's what happens. One of my one of my good friends in Silicon Valley, a guy by the name of Raju Sethi. Um, Raj has helped thousands of companies, uh, startup companies, do what's necessary to be successful. Um, I've known him for at least 20 years. And, and, uh, and when I did the CPOP exercise, it was one of the first guys that I actually recorded, um, recorded doing the exercise live. And his CPOP is so amazing. And so I'll share it with you. Game changers looking for their secret sauce. Ooh. And see, that makes perfect exactly. sense to me. I don't have to hunt. <laughs> so, 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 so here's what's interesting. I, about six weeks after I shared it with him, and by the way, I gave Raj the same warning I just gave you, that people are going to want to change it, that, that, you know, as soon as you start sharing it, people are going to want to change it around and modify it. And, and I was so proud of, of, of Raj and, oh, his excitement, the testimonial he, he left me. Oh, my God. Mitchell, I've been doing this for, what do you say? I've been doing this for 30 years, and, and uh, I've never been able to articulate. It normally takes me five or ten minutes to say what I do, and you gave it to me in, in seconds. I'm like, oh, super cool. Right, thanks. I was on a clubhouse, and, and Raj showed up, and, and uh, I asked him to see pop expecting these words, game changers looking for their secret sauce. And, and he says, game changers looking for what's next. And I'm like, and I didn't say anything live because, you know, I just, it wasn't the right place to change. But I got him on the phone afterwards and said, so what happened? <laughs> that didn't well, even sound right I to just, me. I knew that was wrong. I go, yeah, I go, what happened? He goes, uh, well, by the third game changer that I spoke with, he kept saying them, they kept saying to me they already had their secret sauce. They already knew their, their, their product or their service. They just needed to have a go-to-market strategy. And I go, so Raj, were you able to help them with their go-to-market strategy? Yeah, yeah. Don't you think that's part of their secret sauce? And he goes, oh. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, it was really interesting. He goes, Mitchell, you even warned me this would happen, and I let it happen. And so that's the thing is when you, when you know your frequency and you feel it, don't let other people change it. It's just all too easy for, for us to want to accept the opinions and thoughts, and it's, we need to be coachable. So, so it's, it, this is a tough call, but it's, in, it's, it's impossible to when, – when you really do know your frequency, it's impossible to change your frequency. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, I had already written down on my stack of index cards where I've been making notes about what we're talking about. And it says, do not talk to anybody about this except your subconscious. That's it. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I might borrow that. At least you can you, have it. At least, at least. Uh, by the way, I will spread cred dust and say that you got. I'll remember you, this came from you. And I think it's at least until you realize that this really is you. Then you can talk. Then yeah. you can and should talk to others. Right, but I'm, I'm 
my subconscious says, ooh, good girl. Wake up and write that down. That was awesome. Or how about I something else? But until mm. I work with me on it, and you obviously ain't going to happen, huh? as we say in the Deep South. Mm. That's so cool. <laughs> Listen, we have been chatting and chatting and chatting, and I still think you have way more to share with my audience. Would you come back again in the new year? <laughs> I would love to. I would absolutely love to. See, I warned you. This is too much fun to spend time knows. with you. <laughs> Thank you. In in my pre-interview, I will often tell you know, my guests, because we're having such a good time in the should-have-been-recorded pre-interview, that I will warn them, listen, I'm going to do this to you on the radio. You can't tell me no. It's very tricky. And I just did it to you, but you knew it was coming. Right. Well, I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah, we should we should continue to spend time together. You're, you're pretty cool. I think. Thank you. I can't even begin to tell you what a godsend you are right now. This particular time is the end of the year. I've got these big projects going on. In fact, for the month of December, I will be working harder on my own stuff for a change instead of client stuff than I have done in many, many years. My head will be bowed, and I will probably be emailing you and going, okay, I think I just lost my mind. <laughs> what does this sound like to you? But I would love for you to come back. And when I tell you you're a godsend right now, I am not making that up. You have been just you here at the perfect time for what I need to do. I I really appreciate that. That is so cool. Um, thank you for that. I I uh, I am honored. Um, yeah, I'm so looking forward to seeing where this takes you and what's next for you. Me too. I've got, I can see it and I can feel it. Now I need to make it happen. It's already there. The path is laid out. I just need to get the technology in play, get the book finished. A lot of, lot of moving parts. But instead of me wandering around going, oh, geez, oh, geez, oh, geez, I am so excited. And you just, you know, ramp that up a whole heck of a lot. Mitchell, before I let you go, and thank you, thank you, thank you, what, do you have anything else you want to share with the audience, and where can people find you? Um, I would love to say we do something once a quarter. It's called the Ultimate Credibility Boot Camp. Um, it's just the, the, the name as it sounds, ultimatecredibilitybootcamp.com. And what we do is we encourage people to get to go to a CPOP course first. It's, it's less than an hour where you can, you can actually take, take a course asynchronously where you can learn what your CPOP is. And then we spend two days helping people align themselves both synchronously, how do you show up in a room like we are today, and how to align themselves asynchronously. So what do you have to do in your social media and, and how do you make that all aligned appropriately? And... Uh, and so Ultimate Credibility Bootcamp, so I'm going to give a gift for, for your audience. So if you document show notes, um, I'd, love you, it, it, I'd love it if you could just put ultimatecredibilitybootcamp.com. And I'm going to say just for those who are listening, if you're listening right now and you stay to the end, um, it's $2,000 for the bootcamp. If you typed in at the end of ultimatecredibilitybootcamp.com slash special, you can get a price of three hundred dollars. 
And so for those people who really want to engross themselves into a group learning opportunity where you're going to learn how to show up more credible, uh, synchronously and asynchronously, like in person and online, um, go to ultimatecredibilityboot.com slash special. Get the discounted price. Uh, we've, got, we've got something coming up um, this week, um, and then we do it again uh, once a quarter. So it's December 2nd and 3rd this week. It'll also then be in March, and, and you, you got the pattern. It's, it's typically the, the third month of the quarter, first, first weekend, first Friday, Saturday, and the third month of the quarter. And I'd love to have you be there. And, and then in terms of reaching out to me, uh, it's, my name is Mitchell Levy. Uh, connect to me on LinkedIn or go to my website, MitchellLevy.com, and you'll learn more about me. And if this is important and inspired an opportunity for you to want to have a conversation, my calendar is directly on the MitchellLevy.com website. Mitchell, can I take advantage of that, or would it be tacky? Oh, I'd love to have you in the boot camp. Oh, my goodness. That would be amazing. I will head on over there. Thank you. Listen, I have... I don't want to gush all over you, but I may have to. You have been the right person for what I needed right now. It's just perfection. Thank you. Mm. Ooh, uh, I feel gushed. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling warm on the inside. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, I. It's my it's my honor. It it, it is. We often find that the person we need, if we're open to it, if we're credible, the person we need will show up at the right time. And you just have to be ready for it. And, and I'm honored that, that whatever you needed right now, you were able to get from this conversation. And, and we'll, we'll continue that conversation in, in the boot camp. So thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's been wonderful speaking with you. And I was really looking forward. I look forward to every Monday and every Friday because that's when I do my podcast. And when I knew... When I woke up this morning, oh, today's Mitchell. I got all excited because I have really been looking forward to talking with you. So thank you for all of the wonderful tips and the terrific advice that you've shared with our audience. And I very much look forward to having you come back in the new year at some point. So before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in iTunes, Amazon, Audible, Stitcher, anywhere else you consume your business podcasts. The truth is you can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio, so find us and take us along on your success journey. Mitchell, thank you so much. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's an honor to spend time with a credible human. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, Contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.